Every snap is an interview. After the snap. What a snap. And keep your mouth shut, 50! I lead by example. With Blake and Reed Ferguson discussing life in, out, and after football. To be able to leave walking away with a degree and a championship, uh, it couldn't be any better. Yeah! Well, you can take this boy out the real south, but you can't take the real south out of my voice. And now here we go again, twist a little bit deeper. We have some big news out of South Florida today, Reed. Uh-oh. Today was the official ribbon-cutting ceremony at the new Baptist Health training facility for the Miami Dolphins. Round of applause. And do you know what comes with a brand new facility in 2021? New... Dumbbells. Yes, but also in the same vicinity as the dumbbells. New bar locks. <laughs> new cleats. Am I we getting have, We have in our new facility a smoothie machine. Metal, a metal slide running from the second floor down to the first floor of our brand new weight room. Oh my goodness. Are we talking, okay, so are we talking metal slide like playground in Alpharetta growing up where if you slide yes. down with shorts on, you're going to get a, a skin burn? So I actually you have a funny story about, about that. Yes, I do because there's like seams on the – on like where the metal pieces have been put together. Mm-hmm. There's a funny story about that that I will um, share briefly. I went to a Marlins game and I actually met a guy in a suite that I ended up in with a friend. I met the guy that actually was in charge of welding those pieces of the slide together. He works for some construction company that also had the project of the, of the new facility and he was like, yeah, I, I, you know, I was in your, I was in your new weight room. This is, this is two months ago. He was like, I was in your new weight room and I was the one that put the slide together and we had to make sure it was welded down. That way you guys didn't, you know, tear off the skin on the back of your legs. Anyway, we have a new slide in our weight room. And I believe that when Mr. Ross and the rest of the front office staff were touring around, checking out uh, ideas for the new facility from different colleges and things like that. I believe they came across Clemson where they saw the slide that they have there. And Mr. Ross was like, we have to have that in our facility. Clemson. Clemson. Clemson with a P. Um, you, you did mention, I believe, I don't even remember what episode it was, maybe the second or third episode where we talked about if you had a million dollars, I think it was the t- where, where we talked about Tyron Matthew donating to LSU. If you had a million dollars, yep. what would you spend it on? And I think you said yep. a slide because of the yep. Clemson deal. So pretty impressive. Yep. You you didn't know. How long have you known about the slide? Uh, when we toured it at the end of training camp. Oh, okay. So it wasn't, Actually, it wasn't no, like a final not, surprise. So it was it was hinted about and then and then we saw saw it for the first time at the end of uh, at the end of uh, mini camp. Sweet. So a new slide. So, I wonder, I want, I, I'd hate to be the guy great. that was, that the welder was like working with like, Hey, all right, now test it now. Can you yeah. imagine like if he got one, yeah. a couple things wrong and, and you've got like no hair on your legs yeah. anymore. 
the guy's gone down it for like the eighth time and he's like, I'm sick of this. <laughs> Can you please weld it decently this exactly time? Exactly right. Oh my gosh. But uh, I have not gone down the slide. So uh, that will come at some point, I'm sure. Nice. But, well, how, how was your first week back in SoFlow? Uh, it's been good. Um, just getting some last things in order before we start training camp because that's coming up uh, a week from we're recording this on Tuesday. That'll come up a week from today. So uh, it's, it's coming up soon and we'll obviously talk more about that later in the show uh, because this is our final pod before we do start training camp. So that'll be awesome. I'm looking forward to it. What have you been up to? If you've been following, uh, following along on the social networks, I've been. Are we about to talk smoked meats? I think we are. I've been. Uh, I've been meats. heavily involved in the Grills Mafia past couple days. Uh, I've really missed my hometown grill, the home grill for the home team. So um, back on back on the home burners. Did a ribeye a couple nights ago for Dad and myself. Did a couple strip steaks last night. Just some 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 uh, cream cheese, jalapeno poppers, bacon wrapped. You know, just trying you know trying the, the trying to please the taste buds and please Grills Mafia. So doing my best. We're getting that great. I, I will say I had no idea that it would take off as much as it has. Did I see you tweet maybe yesterday that that was the most interactions you've had with a tweet yeah. ever? Yeah. Yes. Like reply no, interactions? Yes. I checked it. I posted that tomahawk steak uh, tweet and I said, I think I just said Grills Mafia. Like, what do we, what do we think about tomahawk steaks? I just, I wasn't buying them. I just wanted to know like what, you know, what do people think about them? And I got a ton of, a ton of people don't buy them. Just buy a, It's It's basically a thick ribeye. You know, you're paying for the bone. You're paying, it's overpriced steak. You know, you're paying for the look of it, really like the novelty of it. I got people saying they're great because the bone adds a ton of flavor. I mean, I, I got every response, you know, kind of that you could think of. And I think when I looked at it yesterday, it had almost 100 replies, which, w- awesome. which was, you know, I, I, as far as I can remember, that's as far, far and away the most reply interaction I've ever gotten on a, on a tweet. I've got a couple of dedicated Grills Mafia followers out there that tag me in their in their uh, steak pictures, burger pictures, all, you know, brisket, you name it, ribs, everything. So, uh, and they look phenomenal. So I think we're going to have to have a, uh, maybe a monthly grills mafia day, or maybe a, a bi-monthly something, something that we have to look forward to. But, uh, outside of that, man, I'm drinking my, my, you know, it's, it's three fifteen in the afternoon here in beautiful, sunny Buffalo drinking my iced coffee, uh, from Duncan, of course. Uh, workouts are going great. Golf games looking good. One, I, I won on the simulator with some of the guys the other night. Dad and I are going oh, yeah. again tonight, so that'll be fun. Looking hey. forward to that. He's definitely going to show me up. Although he played 18 in Rochester this morning, uh, we'll he's see. He's getting warmed he's, up. He's dude. rolling, but uh, the weather's great. Like I said, life's good, man. Can't complain. As we speak, there's some breaking news out of the NFL. We have seen that there will this year there will be an alternate broadcast on Monday Night Football. Do you guys have a Monday Night game? I think we have two. I think we play 
in Kansas City on on a Monday night and in Nashville on a Monday night. Producer Chris, can you confirm? Kansas City is on Sunday a Sunday night. night. I know that much. So I think I think we have I, I okay. So that I think we only have one Monday night. Maybe I think we maybe have two Sunday nights. A Thursday night, obviously on Thanksgiving down in New Orleans, and then I think a possible fifth primetime that Saturday game late in the season against Carolina, maybe. Two Monday night Two games Monday nights. you have. All right. At Tennessee and home New England. Yes. Got it. Got it. This year on Monday Night Football, ESPN has added an alternate broadcast featuring Peyton Manning and Eli Manning in the booth. Yes. Which I can't wait. Is it's gonna be amazing. And truthfully, the ratings for that might be higher than the ratings on the actual Monday Night Football broadcast. Do they, Chris, who is doing Monday night? Is it the same? I know they've chopped and changed a couple times over the past like five years. Who, who was it last year? It's it's the same. I think it's going still forward. Levy. Levy, Lewis Reddick, and Brian Greasy. Okay. Yeah, yeah I, will, I will 100% be tuning into Peyton. I think everybody will, honestly. I don't know if they'll have a play-by-play with them acting as the color commentators or how that will be, but I know I'm excited to watch those games and and see uh, their input on them because I think there's sort of this trend moving towards quarterbacks and high-profile, more recent former players jumping into the announcing you see Tony Romo. We saw Jason Witten, who was you know up and down, sort of in his experience on on Monday Night Football. But uh, Tony Romo has been a, a knockout of the park. I mean, he's been yeah, a home run, great. and so I, I think that that's probably where where Monday Night Football is wanting to go with this by having Peyton and Eli with their. I mean, they're they're hilarious. Their yeah. their humor is is going to be great in addition to their football knowledge. So. Uh, I'm I'm really excited to see how they do that. Yeah, I agree. I think, um, and, and you know, off the top of my head, I'm looking at kind of um, I'm looking back. I'm looking at MLB Statcast and how they kind of do it because that you know on the ESPN primetime games they have the Statcast uh, alternate channel, kind of basically what this is going to be for Peyton and Eli, and they have a play-by-play guy. Uh, but I think his name is Jason Benetti. And then Jessica Mendoza is one of the analysts, and then uh, Mike Petriello, I believe, is his name. He's a he's like the official Statcast guy that kind of runs through the numbers as the game's going along. Uh, I love watching the Statcast. I, I know you and I watched the Statcast for the Home Run Derby uh, and the All Star, uh, maybe the All Star Game too. I think they had it. Uh, for that, but the the, num- the numbers and stuff is just so interesting to me. So I hope that they can kind of dive into that from an NFL standpoint. I know there's not a ton of like the OPS slugging, you know, all that, all those kind of crazy, you know, defensive war, all those metrics that baseball has. You know, the, football doesn't have as many of those, but there are a ton of num- uh, numerical, analytical uh, type categories that, that they could cover on the on the uh, on the Peyton and Eli deal. So 
Uh, I don't know if it's going to be as much of a statistic-based broadcast as MLB, but I'm hoping that they kind of cover some of the deeper stuff for the more knowledgeable fan instead of somebody who kind of just wants to watch the game. Yeah, I'll be. I'm, I'm, regardless, I'm very excited. Regardless, it's going to be super entertaining. Definitely. Yeah, they they're both. They'll be great. I mean, obviously, they they built their brand commercial wise while they were playing. But Peyton, I think, is. Just, I mean, Peyton is like, you know, we both idolized him from an NFL standpoint when we were growing up, right? I mean, dad, parents went to Tennessee. Peyton is a Tennessee guy. You know, like he was the guy that we watched. You know, when dad when dad flipped on a game when we were growing, you know, we all, we all had Peyton jerseys, all you know, whole nine yards. So, you know, what kind of they they both have great brands. They both hit off one another. I mean, I, the first thing that comes to mind is that ESPN commercial where they're kicking each other in the butt. So, uh, yeah, it'll be it'll be awesome. I'm 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 psyched. I hope their banter can match up to the banter we have between uh, Shaq and Charles Barkley on the TNT broadcasts. And I know that's like the halftime, pregame, halftime, and postgame shows, but their banter is obviously the reason why they're still doing that. Yeah, I mean, I think think they're the most watched basketball show on TV, so – yeah, it works. I think that we can kind of expect that from Peyton and Eli. They've they're sort of known for the sort of banter between the two of them. So I think it's going to be a lot of fun to watch. Absolutely. Uh, did you last weekend? Did you get a chance to watch uh, any of the Open? I did. I watched the weekend. I watched Saturday and Sunday. I didn't have a chance to watch Thursday, Friday, but I was keeping up with it, and it was a great, great tournament. Unbelievable tournament, yeah. and a lot of good scores coming out of it. Yeah. I, I love – I'll tell you one thing. Um, I mean, we – I have obviously watched golf for basically our whole lives just because dad watches it. But I think over the past couple months, I've really gotten into it just because I am starting to play more, got, you know, got new clubs, the whole nine yards. I think it would be so cool to play on a Lynx course like they were playing on this weekend. This weekend, you know what I'm saying? The whole – basically, it's all – in one space, no trees or anything. I think that that would just be so cool. So hope someday I could get out on a Lynx course. But uh, yeah, I mean, it, it was it was great. You know, Jordan Spieth. I kind of favor rooting for him a little bit. I mean, he he's been so good for a while now. You know, six or seven years now. But uh, he's kind of you know he's kind of coming on coming back onto the scene. He had a really strong tournament, uh, and then obviously. Uh, Louis, which I'm not even going to attempt to say his last name because I butcher it every single Ustazen. time. He he was the 54 hole leader after Saturday, and I believe not to mention not to mention 36 hole record in that uh, tournament. That's right. I believe I saw tournament or the course. I think it was the uh, so the course. I, I don't know. Good question. Uh, sorry, 36 hole scoring record at the Open. The tournament. That's impressive. Uh, but I, but I, I believe I saw on Saturday that the the leader through Saturday has led wire to wire fit through fifty four, and they led by so many strokes that Louis was had led by. I think it was maybe three or four. I think it was if the if the if the leader through fifty four had led all you know Thursday Friday Saturday and he was up by. 
three strokes or something, like they had never lost. Uh, that was something I was watching going into Sunday just because there was a couple of guys like right on his tail, right on Louis' tail, yeah. including Morikawa. Colin and um, it was Colin and Spieth. Yeah. So pretty impressive what Colin put together. I think Louis obviously gave it away, but a uh, couple of couple of really good really good watches there yeah. on Sunday. And and Louis playing Louis playing really good golf right now, obviously. Colin is playing really good golf right now. And then Spieth is kind of coming back into where he was three, four years ago, yep. where he was at the top, top of the leaderboard of the yep. every tournament he was he was kind of in the top top 5 and winning a lot of those a lot of those tournaments as well and so that was a, that was a really fun sunday to watch because there were a lot of guys in the top of the the rank the world rankings playing on sunday and and playing for the for the tournament uh, one that i have also been watching a lot of recently is is john rom and for a while i i was not a huge fan of john rom just because I I don't really know why. I think because I had seen the videos of him like cussing at his caddy and just like kind of acting a fool sometimes if he if he's hit a bad shot or whatever. But he's playing really good golf right now and he's he is actually pretty fun to watch. Obviously he had a bad break a couple tournaments ago. Mm-hmm. Um, came back to win the very next tournament, but he as well is is playing really good golf right now too. As we're talking about golf, you, I believe, are sort of getting into the swing of things. You're, you, you said you were playing more golf. Dad's up there in town. Are you guys going to play golf while he's there? Yeah, he. Funny, funny thing is hilarious. Actually, he was asked uh, maybe two weeks ago uh, by the guys at First Line, Shane and Mikey, and uh, Shane's dad, Kevin, uh, also named Kevin, the the Brudashians. Brudashians, yep. Uh, go check out their podcast. They asked dad to fly up for to be in their tournament and i quote because they wanted to win (laughs) so i said thanks for the invite so dad flew up uh flew up over the weekend he played in the tournament yesterday i don't really know how it went i haven't asked him yet because he got up early this morning on tuesday to drive to rochester and play oak hill again uh which obviously uh has hosted the uh PGA Championship before, so obviously a super nice course, one of the best in the country. But yeah, we are going to we're we're not getting out. You know, he leaves Thursday, so but tomorrow he is in another tournament with one of my neighbors and this guy, Mister Artie. He is incredible. He and his wife are snowbirds, so they go down to Florida. I don't know where in Florida, but they go down to Florida November through March like mid March. So like four, four months and some change. Right. It's not unbearable to live down here right? or up in Buffalo. (laughs) And he plays, do you want to take a wild guess as to how many rounds of golf he plays a year? Uh, Well, I'd be cheating if I said, because dad's already told me this guy, Mr. Artie, bless him. He plays 280 rounds of golf a year. That's like, (laughs) That's like literally every other day. He said sometimes hey, you, he just plays 36 in a day. If you can do it, why not? So, but uh, but he asked dad to join him uh, in a tournament That's, that's 70, That is 77% of the days out of the year. Yeah, I mean, he's he's a member here at Orchard Park. 
Uh, I think he's. I think he said he's a member at like some kind of reciprocal club where he can play at a bunch of different places around Buffalo, which is pretty cool. So uh, he he definitely has no shortage of uh, chances to play and, and places to play. But uh, he is he's actually taking uh, myself and the other specialists out on Friday for a round. So really looking forward to that. Hoping I can pick up some good pointer from him. He says he's a four handicap. Sheesh. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Sheesh is right. Sheesh is right. But that's uh, yeah, that's, so that's pretty impressive. So Dad and I are are will we will be golfing, but it will be inside at a simulator. Pretty cool spot here in Orchard Park that just opened up. Well, I say it just opened up because it's new to me. I don't think it's been open for very long, uh, but it's called Tees and Taps, and it's it's uh they have like two simulator bays that you can rent out for up to three hours and a bar that you can sit and watch the final round of the open. Like we did on Sunday, me and a couple of guys. And, uh, yeah, dad was that I told dad about it. He wanted to go check it out. So we're going tonight for a couple hours. Going to play a cool 18 nice. on a, on a simulator. So I'm excited. Looking forward to so it. It sounds like, it sounds like a, it sounds like an indoor top golf experience. Kind of. Yeah, I mean, you're hitting it into the screen. But you're actually playing, you're playing. I mean, you're, you're playing, playing real golf, right. though. Yeah. So gotcha. Uh, That's yeah, a I mean, I'm, cool idea. I'm hooked. I think uh, you know, sometime in the near future, I will be investing into a simulator for my house. Did you see where um, Tiger Woods is coming out with a an 18 hole putt putt course that is actually like it's like supposed to look like an actual golf course. I saw something about that, like maybe a month ago or a couple of weeks ago. I definitely, definitely have seen something about it. I don't know. Like you say he's starting it. Is it just going to be one location? I would imagine that it's going to be more. I'd, I'd imagine they'd start popping up all over the place as they become like more it's going to be kind of like a theme. The park first deal. one is set to, the first one is set to open soon. I I believe I'm pulling it up now, um, but it's it's supposed to be um, you know more than just your average putt putt course. It's supposed to be a full on like golf experience. And you know if if you know anything about Tiger Woods, you know he's going to do it to the very best and and make it as as great as he possibly can. It looks like it's um, called Pop Stroke. Is that what you're looking at? Yeah. Yep. And it looks like the first um, one might be in Fort Myers. Is that what you're – is that – Yeah, it looks know, like it's already that, open. Where is that in relation to you? That's on the that's on the west coast of, of the state. That's up uh, like towards Tampa. Um, gotcha. It's a couple hours probably. Looks like uh, seven properties across three states. Um, Interesting. I'm not sure if they're all. I'm not cool. sure if they're all open, but uh, looks like looks like it's expanding. So uh, it's going to be cool. going to be pretty cool. I'll have to check I'll it have out. To call up Tiger but and see if we can get one in Buffalo. Might only be open like half the year, but we can see. No problem. No unless problem. you do it, unless you do it indoors. That's right. Well, um, you you hit on it a little earlier. And we're about a week out, but uh, training camp does we you know we report next Tuesday, uh, but a lot of the rookies as do we yep a lot of the rookies reported today 
I say this as a guy that's been in for a couple years. Unfortunately for them, they have one less week of summer. You didn't, but that's you, you uh, just because of COVID last year, you didn't report early, right? Or maybe uh, a couple we days. We did report. It was five days early. We reported oh, okay. on the 23rd. We reported on the 23rd, and the vets reported on the 28th. So it was almost a week. Gotcha. Okay. I was unaware. But, um, well, one one thing uh, I did see that is pretty cool that I think uh, is new for this year is the NFL Network will be broadcasting, uh, I think, maybe 25, 26 games uh, throughout the whole preseason. Did you, did you see anything about this? I did. I did, and I think we have. I think we have one of those games against the Bears, and y'all have a couple of them, right? Yeah, I think they're actually doing all three of ours, which was surprising because okay. it's, I guess, ninety six games. I guess ninety seven because they got the Hall of Fame game. Twenty twenty five games out of ninety seven to get three of those is. is I, I felt like that was you know that's pretty generous, but. Uh, that'll be cool for our for for the mafia around the country to be able to to tune in when normally you would have to get a free trial of Sunday ticket or whatever to kind of you know scheme your way into watching preseason games. But uh, get your four, you get your fourteen day trial. Yeah, exactly. So uh, yeah, but but for for Bills fans, you'll you you'll be able to watch all three of the preseason games: Packers, the Lions, and the Bears, I believe. For the for the Dolphins fans, you'll be able to watch the Dolphins play the Bears. Actually, interestingly enough, uh, the NFL also released, I believe yesterday, they released the uh, schedule for the joint practices with the uh, different teams, and we ha- we have two of those. Uh, we are practicing with the Bears for our first game, okay. first preseason game. And then we are practicing with the Falcons in Miami for the second preseason game. Cool. So uh, it'll be interesting because typically, um, obviously, I've only been on the team for a year and we had uh, COVID to deal with last year, so it didn't happen. But uh, from what from the guys that I've spoken with that have been there before, not many teams want to come down to South Florida in mid-August to, to practice against the Dolphins just because of the the heat and yeah. you know it's it's not a it's not a very welcoming uh, place to go and practice outdoors. This year we will have I believe two days of practice versus Atlanta. Cool in Miami. Yeah, I remember going down a couple of years ago. I think it was in nineteen. Uh, we went down to Carolina uh, for a joint practice with them, and I think we were there almost all week. We did like three practices against them, uh, which were a lot of fun. Uh, I'm excited for you. That's a good opportunity to uh, kind of perfect your craft, kind of bounce ideas off the other specialists. That's kind of one thing that I really enjoyed about hanging out with JJ down there and some of those guys. You, I, I got to learn a lot from him uh, as I was going into my third year that year. So uh, pretty cool. Uh, very excited for you. Yep, that'll be uh, that'll be awesome. One thing I'm excited about for preseason is we get to play in Chicago. As do we. Yep. And I think in 20 – I don't know. Chris, when did we play them in preseason? Do you remember last – was it 19 or, or 18? Might have been I think 18, it was. I think it might have been maybe. 18. The Bears? Weren't you mic'd up for yeah, that game? Yes. Yes. That was the we – we came back from like 20 – like three – it was like 24 points in the fourth quarter. A.J. McCarron 
was that 18? I think it was 18. But anyway, one of the best things about that trip was I got to finally try Chicago deep dish pizza. I am thoroughly excited about getting another chance to go back and get one piece of deep dish pizza because that is literally all you need. That's a whole meal in and of itself. That's one thing that I'm really looking forward to as well because I've had deep dish pizza before from Chicago. I was just consuming it in Austin, Texas. Um, the I was staying with our you had family Ch- friends. You had Chaston. I had pizza. Yes, Chaston deep dish pizza. I was staying with our friends, uh, the Fletchers. Yep. One uh, spring, and I guess one of Mister Tom's business friends or something from uh, from Chicago had. And I guess they do this all the time. One of the pizza restaurants that's famous there in Chicago actually will freeze a deep dish pizza and send it to you. And all you got to do is stick it in the oven and then it's a Chicago style deep dish pizza. That sounds awesome. And so I've, I've had that, but I've never been to the city of Chicago to have deep dish style pizza. So that is one of the big things I am looking forward to as well. I'm, I, I've, I don't remember how many pieces I actually had of the of the deep di- frozen deep dish pizza. I do remember it being super heavy and super thick. So yeah, uh, maybe maybe just one piece for sure. But we'll be there. I believe that we'll be there all week. So I'll I'll have to do some other uh, exploring to see what other good eats there are in Chicago. Definitely. What uh, speaking of camp, uh, what do you do? You have any favorite parts of camp? Because I've got two that are. That, are, that come to the top of my mind. See, camp was weird last year because number one, it was my rookie, it was my rookie training camp, but also it was during a pandemic where we could have virtually no interaction off of the field. And yeah. so it was literally like go to the facility you know, everybody's split up for meeting for, for like the team meeting. There's no like team, right. It just felt really weird. And so I guess this year it'll be, I'm looking forward to getting to know my teammate, my new teammates uh, better during training camp, because last year that was somewhat limited. Obviously I know all the guys from, from last year, but uh, with, with the newer guys, I'm looking forward to that. And then also, you know, it just means training camp means we're entering the greatest time of the year with the end of baseball season, football season, obviously, and then the beginning of, of basketball season. So there's sort of this culmination of, of sports all in all at the same time. It's it's pretty great. Yeah, that's that's a great point. They the uh, like I think I mentioned in a couple episodes, but a couple episodes ago on the away game, kind of the night before the game deal. Like being able to watch those playoff games, like on a Saturday night, just flipping on flipping on the the baseball playoffs is like something that I vividly remember doing like every year that I've been playing. So uh, one of my favorite things to do, whether it's the Yankees or anybody else, but uh, baseball postseason is phenomenal. So uh, two things that came to my mind were the camp food is always Ooh. bomb. And yep. I'm speaking purely for Buffalo because it's the only place I've been. LSU was awesome too. 
but they can't they they bless us so good in camp with our with our food options so uh and and on top of that that means i have to do less cooking at home routinely even though grilling is my passion having to worry about what to eat every night and cooking and buying ingredients is exhausting not having that getting great food secondly we're back with the boys back with back the back with in the actions so uh, you've been away for a long time, got the summer off, you know, off season, got to see each other for a couple of weeks in OTAs, got like this five week summer period where, you know, you haven't really seen a lot of guys back with the guys, back with the crew and kind of gelling together and kind of forming that bond as the season kind of comes to fruition. I think that's that's one thing I enjoy every year. Everybody knows, most everybody knows that specialists are different from virtually everybody else on the team, right? Were there Are there any things that you guys do during training camp in your downtime, your free time to occupy yourselves just to, you know, have fun and, and sort of, you know, mess around a little bit because... I know that there was there were a couple things, a couple fun things that we did last year, like while the guys were in meetings or whatever. Are the, is there anything fun that you guys do in the locker room or or elsewhere? Yeah, usually it usually in this, and I'm speaking on because last year was COVID, we didn't really have anything. There was no nothing to do except for you know working out and whatever and practice and, and meetings and stuff. But normally when we go to Rochester, they have like game rooms set up like the second floor of the dorm building. So like ping pong, arcade games, pinball, you know, you card game, you know, you card games, you name it. That's kind of what, how guys spend a lot of their free time, just kind of like the downtime. If you have, you know, 30, 45 minutes between lunch and meetings, you know, go grab a quick bite, come back, you know, let's do a couple rounds of ping pong, you know, whatever that might be. Uh, but yeah, like we do have more off time uh, during camp as specialists than, than the other positions. So it, it is uh, important to find something that can pass the time uh, while still being productive. Reading is, I like, I mean, I I usually try to find a good book to, you know, I try to read uh, throughout the year, but every camp I try to find one that is super interesting to me, maybe one that's at the top of my reading list uh, and kind of, and I pretty much take it everywhere with me. So uh, that, that, that definitely passes the time a lot. And then obviously, I guess if we're getting into like weird stuff, I mean, we do like get in the hot tub at the same time. Like <laughs> that's about as weird. That's about as weird as we get. Hot tub time with the bros. Hot tub. Yeah. So you'll have to ask uh, Matt Hawk about bocce ball last year. Uh oh. We found our. We often found ourselves with lots of spare time on our hands. Just the nature of being a specialist. And so what we did was. Uh, we went in the weight room and we have this turf area in the weight room and there's like kettlebells and all these different other like auxiliary workout, you know, stuff over there. Obstacles. And so obstacles different. Yes. In, in our case, they were, they were targets because yep. we would, 
we would have a lacrosse. We would each grab a lacrosse ball and we would, you know, set a place where we all stand to start. And then we would toss and whoever got the closest, you know, was the first one to throw next. And, and so <clears throat> that was, that was our fun way to pass the time because there was no lounge last year because of COVID they had to uh, get rid of the players lounge and actually put all of the rookie lockers in the players lounge to expand and have more space ah. to be able to get the social distancing stuff done. Yep. So my locker during training camp last year was in the, what was previously the players lounge. There was no ping pong in there. There was no other stuff. It was, it was just, it was just the weight room where we went mm-hmm. in and we were, <laughs> we were trying to occupy our, our minds for the extra hour that the guys were in meetings or whatever, after we had finished our film. Yep. So uh, you'll have to ask him about that. Well, as we put a bow on things, uh, like we said, this time next week, we will be, uh, one day into training camp and one day into uh, back with all of our teammates. So I know we'll be into the thick of it. Yep. I know we will, we're both uh, very much looking forward to that. Be sure to follow, like, and subscribe our podcast on anywhere uh, you, you listen on. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at after the snap pod. We will be posting uh, beer picks, uh, football picks, you name it. We're going to really kick up the socials uh, here come football season. So uh, looking forward to it. We'd love to hear from you all. This has been After the Snap, tales from two brothers who live life upside down.